former Vol running back great. Aaron Hayden, and also part of one of the greatest running back classes and groups, collections of talent, maybe in Tennessee football history. Aaron, thanks for being here with us tonight. Before we start, though, going down memory lane with you, a sad, sad day in sports as we lost the great Kobe Bryant. I know you being a sports fan, being a father, I know it had to hit you very, very hard when you heard the news. Yeah, I would, I would say I'm numb. First of all, thanks for having me on. Um, I would say I'm very numb. Uh, I can remember in 1991 when Magic announced that he had AIDS or well, HIV uh, coming out of the complex, and I kind of had that same feeling. You just kind of got blindsided by one of your sports heroes and something happening to him. When, when you heard to imagine, when you heard to, go no, ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. And then imagine, imagining, you know, Vanessa having, having to bury her daughter. I mean, I just can't imagine, man, what them last, you know, few seconds was like with him and his daughter, and then, you know, his wife getting that call that she lost the love of her life and her child. Yeah, and and it's you know, I pray to certainly go out, go out to everybody in and around. Kobe's family and the other families that were on that plane, uh, Aaron. Um, I want to ask you before I turn it over to AP. We were we were having this conversation last week, I think, and uh, and you'd be as good a one as any to weigh in because I know you keep up with the Big Orange and you were certainly part of one of the great running back classes here in Tennessee and school history. When you look at that running back room uh, every day, you and and little man Stewart and Charlie Garner and Mose Phillips. What was it like to be a part of that kind of talent and, and guys pushing each other the way you guys did? It was it was remarkable. Number one, uh, I think it made all of us reach our pinnacle of how good we could be uh, because you didn't have the opportunity to to not take advantage of your opportunities. So a lot of times they would rotate us early, and then whoever got hot. They would kind of go with that guy. And I can tell you the truth, uh, me and Little Man, you know, we were really, really good friends, and we all were really tight. But Charlie Garner, when he came, I think he made everybody in there better because he was such an elite running back. And he came in and hit the ground running, and we had to up our games, you know, going from breaking 15-yard runs to breaking 60-yard runs, you know, just to stay on the field and be able to play or improve your pass pro so that you could be on the field because he, he was just so phenomenal. And the same thing with uh, Low Man, and then Bose was a jack-of-all-trades. And then they signed this All-American running back, a uh, great All-American named Jay Graham while we were there, too. So um, it was just – I imagine that it's probably like Georgia a few years ago. That's what I would compare it to. I know at one time all four of us were starting in the NFL. Well, all three – yeah, all four of us, including Jay, were starting in the NFL in different backfields. So just imagine – you know, four-star running back in the NFL, all being in one running back room at the University of Tennessee. And we had an offensive line where a lot of those guys played in the NFL as well. So um, it was it was fun times at Tennessee, and you didn't worry about a hole being there. You were just worried about getting into the secondary and making somebody miss. Aaron, it's Austin. Um, you, you go from your playing days to now you're you're a you're a fan and a father. Um, We'll start with the fan part. Have, how much have you enjoyed watching Tennessee kind of turn it around the, the back part of this year and just kind of your overall impressions of uh, what Coach Pruitt and his staff have been able to do? I think uh, two things. I think, one, just to watch the Vols and the fight that they developed over the season, pretty much I thought 
after that first half of that Georgia game, when uh, Coach Pruitt got the penalty, I just thought I thought the team took on his personality, and it was fun to watch Tennessee dominate in the trenches again. I think we built all of our success at, in the SEC in the trenches, and uh, we hadn't played. I, I, I hadn't felt like we played like that for the two previous coaches, where we just fought and put it on the line and controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides. And I just I've enjoyed this new staff because I really feel like. That team is just as fiery as uh, Jeremy Pruitt is, and we need that. Aaron, we'll, we'll switch to the dad side things now. So, you know, obviously you have Chase, he's at Arkansas, and then you've got a younger one, uh, a middle one, Dallin, who uh, will be going into his junior year next year at Christian Brothers. He's got several big-time SEC offers. You guys went down to Alabama for junior day yesterday. Take me through being – a former Vol who, you know, has to let his kid go through the recruiting process the certain way. So you go into what probably you didn't think you would years ago, but now it's, it's you're no longer the, the former Vol, you're your dad. So how, how do you approach those things when you roll in there to uh, to a complex like Alabama's? Well, I think I, I, I'm learning. I think I learned a lot from Chase to just kind of stand back and, and watch, and I'm there to just guide and answer questions. I want them to enjoy the uh, recruiting process, uh, all three of them. Hopefully my third one will be good, too. But I just want them to enjoy it. But it was a little bit awkward. I'm going to be honest, tomorrow to be in Alabama and see a lot of the pictures up uh, from Tennessee games where they're showing where they beat us. And then, you know, I, I had to talk to Bush Jones and Bob Welton, and I felt a little indifferent, just being honest. But I try to just stick out of it and let it be his process. Um, I, I, you know, I tell all the Vile fans, I think, Tennessee, if they can't get one of my kids knowing how I bleed orange, then that's on Tennessee. That's not on me. But um, it is real difficult when you're going to Georgia and, and, and the Floridas and, and Alabamas. And, and, you know, my heart, you cut me and I bleed orange. But at the same time, I love my kids just a little bit more. Not that much more, just a little bit more. I love my kids <laughs> a little bit more. And I, I want them to be happy. But, you know, if you you know me. If you just follow me on Twitter, you know I'm, I'm all vibe. And, you know, Aaron, this is Chris, and, and listen, and you know this, the best dads got to let their kids, you know, I don't, Emmett Smith said it well recently, you let your kids be who they are and forge their own way. You know, that doesn't mean you don't give them advice, you don't encourage, you know, say, hey, this is what my experience was like here. But at the end of the day, it's their career. It's their four years at a school, at a university, and that's what anybody who's going through that process, they understand that, right? Yeah, and the thing I will say, you know, I'm honest, I'm awesome to tell you, we talk and I give insight to what I know is important to my family and most, most importantly, what's important to Dallin. And if I, you know, serve those items up to you, it should be a little easier for Tennessee to recruit him. But at the end of the day, he has to do what's best, you know, best for him because I never want to get that call. And I can say this about Chase. I never want to get that call to say, hey, you made me come here and I don't like it. Right. So, as a dad, that would be the worst call you could ever get. But there's a lot of things to like about the University of Tennessee. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too worried about that, but I don't want to say, hey, go follow in my footsteps because then you had that umbrella over you and everybody can't handle it. Although I do think Dallin is a kid that could handle it because he could care less about what I've done up there. He's more he's more excited about meeting Juwan Jennings and Alvin Kamara and people like that. So he could care less about what dad did. Hey, 
That's a, welcome to the world of 16, 17, and 18 year olds, my friend. <laughs> All right, this is a loaded question, Aaron, but I got to ask you. I was talking to somebody the other day, and and they were trying to compare your group of running backs at Tennessee, the ones we just discussed, to the group that featured Travis Henry, Jamal Lewis, Travis Stevens, excuse me, and Sean Bryson. Who was the better group of running backs at Tennessee? That's a hard one, man. I mean, of course I'm going to say our group um, (laughs) won because we we built the stage that they walked across on. So you have to pay homage to the guys that came before you. Like I would say, people used to always ask me who's better between me and Little Man and Chuck Webb and Reggie Cobb, and I would say Chuck Webb and Reggie Cobb every time because I came to Tennessee because of Chuck Webb and James Stewart came to Tennessee because of Reggie Cobb. So I, I think it's a heck of a discussion, but I would say we put ourselves on the map first, and we played with probably some better receivers. I shouldn't say that because I know I'm going to get somebody calling me. I can't believe I let that slip. Peerless, Price, Peerless Price is on the phone right now, uh, Aaron. He's uh, on the phone calling you right now. I know Peerless. <laughs> me and him had a conversation between him and Joey, uh, you know, Marcus Nash. But we also played with a running quarterback uh, who I think is the most underrated player to ever play at Tennessee. But Keith Schuler uh, was playing quarterback, and we ran the ball a lot, and, and we, we spread it around. Those guys got to kind of play in tandem a lot, where it was really only two of them playing when we were trying to play four. And at one point with Jay, we were trying to play five. So I don't, I don't know. Aaron, I don't know, but I, I probably have to go with us. Aaron, take the viewers through. Everybody, you know, wants to, especially with you, or go back to the, the miracle at South Bend. But you told me the story that, and correct me if I'm wrong, you weren't supposed to be in on that play or you didn't practice the screen pass or whatever. What, what was the exact – take me through that again. So I'll take you to it, through it. I was not supposed to be in the game. Coach Majors was mad I was in the game. Coach Kirkliff was pulling down on the phone and trying to get me out of the game because I was a terrible pass catcher when I got to the University of Tennessee, but I didn't realize until later that I had a vision problem and astigmatism, and I used to drop a lot of balls, but they never let me run screen. And if you look at the screen, I actually backed out to catch the ball because I was afraid I was going to drop it. You really supposed to kind of do the banana and, you know, go and turn back over your left shoulder. But I backed out. If you look at it, I bat the ball down kind of and catch it at the bottom if I double catch it. And then, of course, the rest is history. And everybody's uh, congratulating me on the sideline. And Coach Goko, I know you saw me trying to get you out of the game. That's the first thing Charlie Goko said to me, because you knew I was trying to get you out of the game. But Little Man was back by the eater because I had been in on that series for pretty much a long time. So that's, I get to be in, in, in the history when I'm not supposed to even be in the game. But I, you know, I really appreciate that moment. <laughs> that, that didn't happen. Aaron, Aaron, this is Chris again. I, I know we've talked about this a little bit. Text. The, the thing I remember, I was in the stadium that day, and the thing I remember most, that was back before Notre Dame had built up that end zone. And you could still see from that part, from part of the field, touchdown Jesus in the end zone. And and I remember that. And, and then I also remember Carl Pickens being in the back of the end zone. And you basically ran all the way into his hands, did you not? So here's what's funny when you're an 18-year-old freshman and you're in that moment that I probably hadn't told anybody. I may have told this, but I hadn't told so many people. So I'm running, and I'm thinking, how can this be this wide open and just make it to the end zone before somebody tackles you? And what am I going to do if pick let this guy go in the end zone? I didn't even know what the end zone was. So if you notice, 
I don't stop running full speed until I run into Carl Pickett's arms because I'm afraid. I'm like, how can you mess this up? How can you mess this up? Don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. I think the referee just put his arms up. Carl is hugging me. I think I scored. Like, I'm literally hyperventilating so that I don't mess up that play because it was so perfect. It, it I promise pro- you, God honest truth. That's the God honest truth. You're probably so nervous you didn't even think to take a peek up at touchdown Jesus given the old touchdown signal, did you? I didn't think to say I didn't think to do anything except two things. Do not drop this ball and do not get caught before you cross that goal line because you're gonna have to go over here and talk to Johnny Mason. See, people forget Johnny Mason goes in. <laughs> attack, attack, attack. Well, Aaron, we appreciate you joining us and on a day where we're remembering one number 24, it was good to talk to another number 24. I appreciate it, man, Anytime, man. All right, thanks, Aaron. That's Aaron Hayden, former Vol running back. And uh, now just a dad who's enjoying watching his sons grow up and uh, having a big, having a lot of fun with them. 